Well, hello and welcome back once again to In the Growth Space. My name is David McGlennon. I'm your host and growth coach, and I'm super grateful that you're here listening in once again. Today's episode is one that is is really, it's an introduction to someone who I've really wanted to share with you for a little while. We finally got a chance to sit down and talk. I'm introducing you today to a gentleman by the name of Michael Ray. And Michael is the founder and development director of Smile Project Louisville. And he wants to be the reason that someone smiles today. So Smile Project Louisville is an organization created to affect attitude and behaviors through smiling with strangers. Now, as the oldest of seven, Michael has seen life take many different twists and turns. And after 20 plus years in the tumultuous mortgage industry, uh, the death of a child, the challenges of a nonverbal special needs daughter, divorce, this father of four acted on a once dreamed about desire of inspiring others through small acts of kindness. And this leap of faith has since turned into Smile Project Louisville. Now, he's been spreading love and influencing attitudes and behaviors through random acts of kindness and smiles. And it's through these acts of kindness and pictures that he's made an impact and inspired others one smile at a time. He's showing that you can be so happy that when others see you, they can be happy too. Now, this movement and initiative evolved from the relationship that he has with his nonverbal daughter, Maddie, who has Down syndrome. He's taken hundreds of photos with strangers and, and delivered countless smiles through random acts of kindness in the community. He's also been featured in multiple news stories on the local CBS affiliate and the ABC affiliate. And Michael has seen his share of the difficult parts of life. And in this episode, Michael is incredibly authentic and shares those openly with us. And as he says, I smile and bring smiles to others because life can be hard, not easy. A smile is the same in every language and it costs nothing. So be the reason that someone smiles today. Michael's story is going to inspire you, and I know that it's also going to fill you with hope. And it's interesting because I've known Michael through LinkedIn, and and this is really the first time that we've actually spoken, yet I've felt like I've known him through his posts. He's, He's one of those genuine guys that is just an open book, and you're going to be inspired to smile, and you're going to be inspired to look at the hard parts of life differently through our conversation today. So, Let's go ahead and get into that conversation now. Well, hey, Michael, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. I, I'm, I say this about all my guests, but I'm, I'm excited for everybody that's in front of me because I just enjoy conversations. And this one I've really been looking to, forward to because you and I, you know, previous to this, we've never actually had a live conversation <laughs> and uh, it's all been on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm grateful to have this time for, with you, man. No, brother, I, I sincerely appreciate it. And it's um, it's a blessing to be able to share some some space real time with you, right? Yeah, man. Oh, man. You know, it's so funny because, you know, as as we interact on LinkedIn and, and we interact with each other's posts and things like that, we we really do get to know each other. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you're as jolly and joyful and, and <laughs> you know, transparent and, and everything that you show on LinkedIn 
here live and in person. And so that's kind of cool too. I, I love, I love that. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, I like to think I'm no different in what you see on there than I am in real life. It's, it's, yes, I have this much energy. I love people this much. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but when I think that's, that's the beauty of having that courage of, of just sharing with people, you know, what, what life and love and kindness and, you know, yeah. can look like. So how did you get into the kindness kind of, I'll call it the kindness business, because I mean, you yeah. know, you're going around, you know, spreading, you know, spreading smiles and spreading kindness and man, you know, the world needs more of that. But how did you, how did you get started? Well, it's interesting because I still, to this day, don't think my platform has anything to do with kindness, hmm. even okay. though a lot of what I do is random acts of kindness. I say that because primarily I want to be the reason why people smile. And right. to me, when you share a smile with a stranger, it's that nonverbal way of telling someone on some simple level, you love them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So for me, the smile became important in my life, you know, and, and I tell anyone who's a parent, you know, we take for granted we hear our kids, especially early in life, they say, I love you. But when you don't hear that, you don't have that affirmation. For me, it was, you know, through my daughter, Maddie, who's nonverbal, who has Down syndrome, was through the love of that nonverbal action of mm. smiling. Yeah. So it then intersected with, with something else in my life. And I basically then chose that, you know, hey, we never know as we go through our daily routines, what people are going through, you know, whether you leave the office and you go to the drive through, you go get coffee on the way to work, you go to the grocery store, you get gas. And as we intersect with people, just these simple actions that we can do, mm. you know, can be so infectious. So for me, it was wanting to make stranger smile. And as I had found so much joy in doing that. So when you ask me that question, well, you know, it's all about kindness. Well, I've done this for three years, the first year and a half. Uh -huh. It really wasn't. Now, when I say it wasn't, uh -huh. to me, sharing a smile with a stranger mm -hmm. and the nonverbal things that we do is being kind to someone. But as a lot of things in life, as we evolve, and for me, and still trying to make people smile, that was my way of, of allowing it to evolve and going, okay, I'm going to bring a smile and love to a stranger by doing a random act of kindness. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. You use the word evolve. I love, how has this part of your life evolved and, and like, how has it changed you? How, how have you grown from it? I mean, immensely, but I, I had to evolve and grow as a human being before I was even ready to get to this point to do it. Oh, I say I that, that because going through the hardships, the challenges, and excuse my French here, what I say, the shit show of life. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, for me, it was being a father of a special needs daughter and managing that. Mm -hmm. It was then losing a son, my career falling apart, mm -hmm. financial ruin, lost mm -hmm. my home, my marriage, and then found myself as a 43 year old dude living with his parents when I used to have an amazing career and income and I'm delivering pizzas, and you're trying to figure out what value you have in life, mm, yeah. you know, at that point. And I contemplated, I didn't act on it, I contemplated suicide, because all of those sure. dark thoughts go through your head. But then, you know, when you spiral out of control, that's when really 
the work began. Mm, so, yeah. you know, again, my relationship with my daughter and I look back and I privately tell her because she can't speak. So it's one of those things I, I tell her, you're the world's greatest secret keeper, you know, because you can tell her, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell her anything and, and yeah. she won't repeat it, but she saved my life. But again, wow. that's when the work starts. Yeah. You sure. know, and, and, and I say this, you know, and, and at this point it was around 2014, I didn't start this until 2018. So I, I say that I started evolving as a father and a man coming mm. out of that dark chapter in my life where yeah. I was consumed by all of those things to then want to fix me. Mm, so then yeah. when, when I'm faced with in 2018, more adversity. And again, I didn't share what it was. But that intersection was a drive through. So then when that happens and you can reflect and you can pray and you can figure out where that fits in, yeah. I'm ready yeah. to do the, you know, to do more work. And I think how I've evolved in doing this is I get immense joy. I get immense joy from from seeing how people react. You know, people who have gone with me at times have to describe it's it's like a drug, because when you're in that moment, and you're giving love to a stranger. And in a lot of cases, it's, it's the ability to find ways to smile mm -hmm. through adversity. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what I've seen as my platform evolved when it went from pictures to then doing random acts of kindness. Yeah. A lot of these people are going through similar challenges, you know, sure. that, that I did. But some of those who choose that I didn't choose, I chose the negative path. Some of these people are choosing insane positivity, yeah, you, so know, you, you know, through it. And that's really part of what I'm trying to teach people is we, we smile and make others smile because life's hard. It's not easy. And yeah. so for those who do choose to maintain that level of positivity and being able to smile, that's when life is still good. Yeah. So was there somebody in your life that kind of came in and, and like turned the, and flipped the switch for you? Kind of like what you're doing for some of these other people? Because I, well, I believe you know, again, I, I say it's yeah. the intersection. It was it was Maddie to start uh -huh. and not only from a smile, but it's that unconditional love. Yeah, we, yeah. we have a tendency in life you know, your perception is your reality. So therefore mm -hmm. then it doesn't mean it's always true, but people do find ways to judge you, even though they're not sharing sometimes that journey with you. So what I found was that unwavering, unconditional love mm -hmm. all the time from Maddie, mm -hmm. which, which gave me a feeling of wanting to be alive. And then again, I'll keep it real. I mean, it was Sean Trell at a Wendy's drive-thru because <laughs> when I left, on a, on a cold February morning when I was having an awful time at the office, I knew I wanted chili. And, and I said, I rolled to Wendy's to get two large chilies. And as I rolled through, it was the infectious personality of a complete stranger in the moment that made me feel good, you know, so much mm -hmm. so that, you know, look, whether you believe in the universe or God, for me, it was that God moment in which a new God was talking to me. So you have yeah. to process all of that and figure that out. And I say, once that marinated, I'm like, he's talking to me. And I understood, you know, that I was having an awful morning, but yet just in an instant in 30 seconds in a drive through encounter, I laughed and smiled. and I drove away. I'm like, all right, that was cool. So yeah, that's when, and, and, and again, not knowing I took a picture with the girl at the drive through 
Uh, but I didn't know the significance of it until you have time to really reflect on it. And then I yeah. found myself a few days later, I took another picture with somebody else. And then that's what started happening. I was taking series of pictures, having these very short interactions with strangers in mm. different places around the city. And, and I always said, I never knew the who, the where, the what, the when, the why, but I yeah. always felt I was in the right place at the right time. But again, mm. what I was feeling in a matter of minutes as what I was giving and what they were giving me. Yeah, yeah. Is I felt such joy. Mm. And there can be such great joy, you know, in giving. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Oh, that's so true, man. You know, it's, it's cool to be able to, to hear you talk about just that process of, of even marinating on what you're, you know, the experience that you had, because I think that too often we go through life and, you know, we're, we're, we're taking pictures, we're, we're living life either through our cameras or our phones or what have you, but actually marinating and living life like in our, in our mind and really taking it all in. I think that's a rare thing right now. Don't you? I mean, I, I don't know. It's in, it's insanely rare because a lot of times in what I tell people, and it's what I said a minute ago, we want things now, right. you know? So yeah. in, in 2014, when I'm like, okay, my life has value. No, I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> well, you got to do the work. You know, yeah. it's not like on Friday going, I'm going to be the most insanely positive human being on the planet. You know, <laughs> right, okay, right. what do I need to do right. to get from point A to point B? The analogy I always make is, you know, it's like losing weight. You yeah. don't work out over the weekend and go, why did well, I lose 50 pounds? I didn't eat anything all weekend. You know, yes. <laughs> it, it takes so much time. And again, you hit bumps in the road, but it's how you respond to that. And it's mm. those things that I started doing you know, in those years to me that I look, you know, you don't know it sometimes in the moment, but I look back now and go, wow, yeah. I was doing all of those things to mm -hmm. prepare myself for this moment, no matter what we do, whether it's personal or professional, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, when you got to make 200 phone calls a day, you don't want to do it in a sales job, but yet it's a means to an end and you work through it and then going, wow, it was so worth it, you, you, yeah. you know, now. So yeah. the things that I did and, 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 and the people that I started to surround myself with and listen to and read and do mm -hmm. things. And, you know, for me, one of the personal things was giving up on antidepressants. I had taken them at that point for eight, nine years. And I said, wow. the hell with them. Yeah. I'm going to figure this self out of my own, you know, and yeah. It's a lot of those things when we're depressed, you know, it's self-pity and, you know, uh, I didn't have any self-love and the confidence that I one has, you know, was gone. And, and if people watch my videos, a lot of times, one of the questions that I'm asking to a stranger is what makes you amazing? Yeah. Because I believe in when I was at that point, I didn't think I was amazing either, but mm. I do now, you yeah. know, and when I tell people that self-love in loving yourself and, and thinking that you're amazing as far as what you give to the world, it's not arrogance. We're all yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm not better than you, but I have things about me that I love. That's you know? right. Yeah. 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 You had people surrounding you and you had you surrounded yourself with people. So talk about that. Like how important was that for you? Because I I know like in my own personal journey, I know the people around me have made me who I am. And of course, you've probably heard that, you know, the the quote of I think it's Jim Rohn that said that you're the average of the five closest people to you, you know, and, and then you hang out with. And so how important was that to you to that, you know, part of your journey and, and really kind of getting out of that depression and moving into yeah, well, I mean, it's a huge part. 
and there was probably two different facets of it. There was the personal piece and that personal piece is the physical and the physical is who was in my sphere. I had one really, really close friend and, and, you know, look, it is what it is as in life is that as I went through it, I can look back now when people left me and, and, and I get it. I get it. I probably would have left myself too. You know, I had a very close friend that was influential that stuck with me by the name of Devin. And then, you know, in quiet moments, when I say quiet, you know, it's a lot of that time, you know, what we choose to do in our alone time. I started listening and, and reading a lot of, you know, Gary V, Simon Sinek, Jay Shetty, John Gordon, you know, yeah, in sure. consuming things. Again, I didn't say it at the time, but I was retraining my thought process, my brain, right. how right. I looked at life. Yeah. You know, so it's those small things again that you just the faucet when it has a drip, if you plugged it, it takes weeks to fill months to fill up. Yeah. But yet you, I just continually drip those things on me. Mm. Um, and I'm grateful to my buddy Devin, you know, in which I had that constant in person. And look, too, I I went to therapy. And sure. things that I didn't do before, you know, professionally, you know, to to talk through things mm -hmm. again, to find the beautiful things that I'd always had, but I lost. Yeah, and I had to find my way. Wow. It's kind of like you had to uncover the the stuff that had gotten covered up, the, the greatness, the, the amazing things that were in you that were always there, but they just kind of got layered upon a layer with just life's life stuff, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, how did it like affect you? professionally like what's your professional journey it was awful like, yeah. it was awful it yeah. was awful and i say that because you know my wholesale mortgage career consistently top five ten percent of sales reps year in and year out president's club trips you know but but it's interesting and i'll add to it a little bit but I, I felt I was defined by, you know, happiness was defining me and by I needed that then, you know, once you hit it a few times and don't get me wrong, I'll t I, I, you know, I'm not, I'll never diminish the drive, the motivation yeah. and the money piece, yeah. but yet that's where I was. But I think that drive to find happiness meant I always had to have it. I always wanted more and more met the better trip, the sure. newer car, you know, the things in life. And then once you lose those, so, you know, I'll keep it real. You talk about that authenticity. I'll yeah. never forget it. The greatest earning year I had was on 06. I made over 300 grand. And when I fell to my, to my lowest points, I mean, I was barely making 30, 40 grand. Mm -hmm. And again, when you talk about when it comes full circle, because I never worked on myself, most jobs, you know, it, it took about a year to manifest where they just didn't work out. Mm, sure. Yeah. They just didn't work out. And then you find yourself, you know, I think for me going to deliver pizzas um, and I was grinding, man, you know, I, I do believe in working hard. So yeah. I was working 50, 60 hours a week just to make 35, 40 grand to deliver pizzas. And like I said, I was living with my parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had some humble, you know, things kind of like, roll my way at that times, you know, delivering pizzas to people you knew and they hadn't sure. seen you in a while. And they're like, the hell are you doing delivering pizzas? Yeah, but sure. for me and where I was in my life, you know, again, I mean, and I see this sometimes in the people that I make smile is that as long as you're happy, don't worry about what other people think. Oh, and so I think good. even though I was delivering pizzas, again, it hit that point in my life when I started to want to do the work to the come to the other side. 
Mm. I didn't worry about what other people thought. I was, I was, I was doing me, you know? So, and when you focus on that again, and again, I tell people this, a lot of this is mindset. And and we climb in our heads, whether it's depression or a lack of self-confidence, self-love, you know, all of those things. So once you can fix this, a lot of the pieces start to fall in place. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the reasons why I asked you about the people around you, you mentioned Devin, because I know that it takes a person or people to be able to help you to, to process things. And, and I think that that's part of it is getting, getting at outside of your own stories that we're telling ourselves. And, and, um, and, and I love the fact that you're talking about how you kind of switch and transition to be able to just not worry about what other people thought of you, because I think there's too much of that in our world today. I mean, I, I'm sure I have a lot of that within me as well. But I mean, that's what social media is a lot of it isn't is, it? You it know? is. Yeah. <laughs> comparison, yeah. kind of the comparisonitis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think, you know, in being able, it's something I just read the other day. You know, sometimes all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. Yeah. You know, when we do things in life to not worry about what, you know, somebody is going to say. So so now. Mm-hmm. It's if I get a hundred comments, I'm not worried about the one that's yeah. negative. Right. I'm blessed by the 99 that were impacted yeah. in what I did. Right. You know, so yeah. yeah. Well, and it's that reframe. It's that, you know, just reframing exactly that because there's so often, and I think it's our human nature to focus on that one. Yeah. My gosh, this one person said this one thing about this, you know, person I helped. And, you know, we focus on that, but, but reframing it to be able to say, like you just did, look at these 99, look at these others that are just so positive. I, yeah, I think that that's, that's a real key, uh, Michael. I I think that's really cool. Really cool. You know, it is. And a lot of what I do and tell people is, you know, we laughed about it before we started, but you know, when people do video more often than not, they edit Yeah, with what I do. There's no editing. It's, it's, just, it's yeah. I tell people it's literally in the moment, one take. Yeah. It's how they respond. It's it's whatever in the moment I choose to say. And sometimes I never know what direction it's going to go. So yep. but that's life. Right. That's right. life when we when we encounter people and we do things sometimes, you know, so I, I, I said after the first couple, it's like, no, it is about just being real. Mm-hmm. you know, with, with humans and strangers, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've worked on this or not, but I mean, like, what's your mission right now? Like what is like, if, if, if you were to define Michael Ray's mission, what, w- what would it be? I, I think it truly comes back to a couple of things. And that is, and again, we never know. So I'll tell you a story and I'll tie it into something else that was shared to me. So again, never knowing what I'm going to say, <laughs> I'd been doing the videos for about three months and it evolved to the point where instead of me randomly going places and finding absolute strangers, people started reaching out to me yeah. and saying, Hey, would you go? And somebody asked me to go to a, um, to a school to make a 28 year old third grade teacher smile. Oh, and they nice. wanted her to smile because she was battling. She had straight stage three colon cancer. Oh, wow. And she was still coming to school again, the the Mm. level of positivity and what she felt by still teaching to work through her journey. So when I heard that and I'm in the moment and 
I have these nine, 10 year old kids and it's before COVID in the classroom. As I'm uttering the words to her, you know, we smile and make others smile because life is hard and not easy. And for people like you who choose to smile through such adversity, yeah, that's the blessing. And I uttered that for the first time. So I understood then, again, it kind of took me back to my point in my life. So then I'm having, just like you here, I'm having a conversation last summer during COVID with a dude in Canada. And he was a motivational speaker. And he asked me, he goes, have you ever heard of the company called Life is Good? Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, he goes, well, do you know what they're about? And I'm like, what do you mean? They, they sell all kinds of merch. Yeah. On the yeah. Head. They usually stick figures. And he goes, well, they're more than that. I'm like, they are. <laughs> but when I heard this, it blew me away because it blew me away because it took me back. Mm. to the classroom with Carly and that third grade teacher. I say that because there were these two dudes that started Life is Good because they're insanely positive. They left a toxic work culture. And he goes, well, obviously, if you don't know what they're about, you don't know their mission statement. I'm like, no, I don't. And that is, you know, life is not perfect. Life is not easy. Life is good. So Mm. when I heard that, it immediately took me back in my classroom. So I'm telling you all of this because... What I understand now is, is I'm trying to give people that glimpse of, you know, when adversity in life, regardless on what level it could be, it could be simplicity where you have a bad day at work. It could be as grave as, you know, loss of life. Anything is that life is still good in the ability to still smile. There, There was and I can't even think of the guy's name. I um, mean, this just hit me, but he, he had played in the NFL and it probably made me cry thinking about it, but he was given the eulogy of his wife. His wife was mm. killed by a drunk driver and mm. four or five kids. He's standing in the church and all he's talking about is we're, we're good. Yeah. Yes, we mourn her, but we're still good because. You know, life is still amazing. I have my faith in God. And and that's the perspective, you know, when we go through things in life. So I guess that's the first piece that I really try to give to people is the ability to to smile through such adversity. And Mm. then, you know, the second piece is is just, you know, the ability to find that self-love so you can then unconditionally offer that love, mm. you know, to others. Because again, I go back to my time and space when I'm walking into the gym and I'm so depressed eight, nine years ago, I'm not smiling to a stranger. Sure. Life's awful. Yeah. You know, versus then when you find that self love and you love who you are, it then become infectious, mm-hmm. you know, to mm. to others yeah and i'm just i've done too much now you know i i laugh about it now i've done studies <laughs> I mean, they may be unscientific <laughs> yeah. but I, you know i've i've done it and yeah. it's just you know it's the people it's i tell people 99 percent of what i do is not recorded mm, it's, it's sure. and, and it doesn't mean a gift card or balloons or anything sure. it's just the simple things that we do mm you know, with and around strangers yeah. just to catch a glimpse of, you yeah. know. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting too. I, you, you know, you talk about strangers a lot and my mind just went to the place where 
why should it just be strangers? Why can't we also bring love and kindness to the people who are closest to us? Not only just our family, but Amen, our, our, our work yeah. companions, people that are around us. It, wouldn't life be a lot easier and a lot more fun and enjoyable if we were <laughs> able to love those people that are closest around us? And I know it's kind of hard sometimes to talk about love in a work environment. Sure. But I'm telling you, I mean, just that kindness and 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 that human aspect. I'm finding more and more. It's probably the older I get, Michael, that you know I recognize it is. that it is. it's humanness. You know, it's yeah. it's human yeah. and that human connection, whether it's at work, whether it's outside of work, it just kind of all blends together. And I think that the more we can can be kind, and the more that we can be more human to each other. That's going to bring us together as opposed to this divisiveness that I you know, see in the world right now. Brother, I mean, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the choir. But. No, it, it, it is what it is. And I think a lot of times we equate things like, you know, love sometimes has to be more physical or kindness has to be more in. It has to have something of when I say value, more money related when when again, 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with that, yeah. you know, in, in yeah. love. Again, the simplicity of, mm. of some of the nonverbal actions that yeah. we choose to do with, with, with people or mm. again, being kind. They're all very simple things. And that's why I think that my message, it's personal and professional. It's with our yeah. coworkers. It's at home. Yeah. It's really in every aspect of our life, how we choose to, to live. And when you talk about what you mentioned a second ago, I go back to, you know, and I don't do politics because when I do love and smiling, but yet when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, the thing that I took away from it was the relationship she had with Anthony Scalia because they were polar opposites. They couldn't agree on anything, but yet they found this deep love and respect and friendship for each other for a generation. Right. That's when. You know, we went through a lot of what we went through last year in this country. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what I tried to to preach is being able to still love and be kind, even though we may not agree on the same political candidate or, you know, the same religion or whatever the case may be. It it, again, I think fundamentally just goes back to, you know, when people ask me probably what my two greatest leadership qualities are, Uh it's the ability to love and be empathetic, Uh you know, I guess because. I've lived it and then I have found love in, in, in on a different level uh-huh. and what it yeah. means to share it with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful, Michael. So let me just ask this. So what are you doing right now and, and what, how can, how can people help you? I, I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know the answer to this. I mean, do you have a, you know, do you have a charitable organization that, that people can funnel things? Fun, funds I do. To help so, you? So, yeah. so we're, we're, we're registered with the state as a nonprofit, you know, never knowing, when I first started, because when I first did some of the first ones, I funded it, never thinking that all of a sudden, as I was giving gift cards, because again, I don't know why. And somebody was like, well, let me give you a couple of gift cards because you'll know who to give it to. Yeah. And then from there, it's kind of become a giant pay it forward movement, you know, to where people, you know, through love and generosity support what we do. I have a website. I mean, the direction I wanted to go is it, it, COVID hit us pretty hard because sure. I, I felt through the, you know, again, a lot of people talk down about social media. 
I, I look at the beauty of social media yeah. and what it's done. Again, sometimes I tell my kids this, it's about choice. You right. know, when we go through social media, if we have something else, just keep going, don't engage, you right. know? So I think we're close to that point where some of the things we wanted to do before COVID last year are starting to fall into place to where me getting into speaking, me being able to travel and get people that I've built relationships nationally with on social media in their communities, you know, doing the things that that I do. But if people are watching this and they feel compelled and touched to want to pay it forward, go to the website, yeah. smileprojectloyal.com. I love the fact that it has a plug-in. You don't even have to be on social media, um, nice. even though they, they probably are watching this, but yeah. everything I do is there real time so they can see everything that that we've done. You know? That's so cool, man. Smile Project Louisville. And is it .com or .org? It's .com, yeah. .com, well, okay, cool. .com, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure that we we put that in the, the the show notes so that everybody can go to it. But man, Michael, so th this is, I, I want to be super respectful of your time, but yeah. this is super exciting just to kind of get a chance to talk with you one-on-one -on -one and just kind of hear your heart live and in person. And I wanted to be able to share it with my community. So, you know, we we have a lot of uh, leaders in my community and and both emerging leaders, uh, senior leaders. And, and I, I'd love just to have have you maybe just to wrap up, you know, talk a little bit about what's the benefit of, of what you do for an organization, for a company, you know, how do you see it impacting companies, you know, as, as you're going around helping people to smile, helping people to see and walk through adversity? Wow. I, well, I mean, I think that in the LinkedIn space, because that's probably where I don't know what the numbers are. 80, 90% of what I do is consumed. Yeah. I mean, look, you have people that primarily work for a living. We know that most of the people in LinkedIn that come in to consume content don't post content. Right. So the people who are out in the free world working thousands of different jobs. Mm -hmm. So what I would like to think is that we are getting people to evolve, to fall in love with life yeah. and others. Oh, you know, yeah. so again, when you mention, you know, talking about how we can react and relate to coworkers and things. So in that space, if people find what's amazing in them mm. and then can go share that with their coworkers mm -hmm. and, and love more within that community, how does that not position them to be a better employee? Because again, yeah, yeah. I said this earlier, this is personal and professional. So, right, right. you know, it helps you at home with your family and then yeah. it turns around and, and helps you professionally in how you, you conduct your work with, with your team, your coworkers, yeah. Yeah. Your, your superiors. Yeah. And, it, it, and that just translates into It's, it's literally that running. simple. It's not, yeah. you know, again, we're, we're not, as they say, we're not curing cancer or building rockets here. Man. Right, right, right. I know. I, I mean, know. sometimes it's that easy to fix. If yeah. you choose again to put the work in to evolve as a human being, yeah. then you'll see the results. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. So that's so beautiful, Michael. I, I just think that the world needs to hear your message. And so I'm excited that you're going to you know, be out speaking and, you know, getting to, you know, getting to proclaim your message and to share your message, you know, on a wider basis. I think that's really super exciting. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So today, instead of play like a champion, go love like a champion. There we go. There we go. How about that? Go love like a champion. 
oh, try, man. man. You know. That's awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to uh, maybe call it a wrap here just to to kind of tie a bow on it. But before we do, is there anything else that you just like to share that's on your heart today? You know, no, other than, you know, what I always leave people with is you can be so happy that when others see you, they become happy too. And if anybody wants to take 90 seconds and no, I'm not a paid spokesperson, (laughs) but this is really the antithesis of how infectious smiling and laughter can be. But Coke did a commercial. It's 90 seconds and you don't even know it's Coke literally until the last second of the commercial to where they Mm. flash it on the screen. And it's a guy standing on a subway platform, just like you. He's got headphones in, he's looking down at a device and he walks onto a crowded subway car. And when he gets on there, he is singularly focused on his iPad. And all of a sudden he chuckled and then he laughs some more. And then all of a sudden, because it's crowded, as he laughs more, people then start to turn and looking like, the hell's this dude watching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, at this point, to the point where the entire subway car is smiling and laughing, mm. not even knowing wow. what he's watching. Because cool. what he's watching is not important, but they feel that energy. Energy, yeah. They yeah. feel that energy from someone. So to me, again, the simplicity of it, where I always tie it right back in to my daughter. Mm, she can't yeah. talk. She loves through a smile. So a human being's happiness in the moment through smiling, someone else can catch it. I love that. That's so beautiful. It's so interesting that you talk about that, yet the feeling that energy too, because, you know, I, every time I watch one of your videos, I feel it, man. I feel it coming through the, the camera, through the video. I can't even imagine what it's got to feel like live and in person when you can actually feel that, you know, that, that love and, and just that energy. So and the only funny. thing I want is the ability to go back to pre-COVID because yeah. when you see those videos, I'm in people's space. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, it's great. And my arms around because occasionally I'll drop one. It's like, yeah, we know that's before COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a pre-COVID video. We know that. <laughs> oh, man, that's so cool. That's so cool. Hey, Michael, thank you so much. Thank you for what you do for the world. I'm so grateful and blessed to have met you on LinkedIn and yeah. grateful and blessed to be able to share this short amount of time with you, just to be able to, to share your message with the world and with my community. And I hope that people will engage with Smile Project Louisville um, and, and really help you to bring more smiles and, and let other people know that life is hard, but life is also good and it's, life is amazing as well. There you go, brother. Hey, God bless my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Well, I am sure that you know by now why I had Michael Ray on this episode of In the Growth Space. I really think that it is a message that we all need to hear and also need to share. And just the fact that a smile is a smile in any language. It doesn't have to be translated. And we need to bring more smiles to the world. Um, and, and the other thing that I thought that Michael really brought out is that growth comes through those dark moments of our lives. And, 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 and I just would ask you, you know, how have your dark moments or your adversity that you've walked through helped you to grow? What's that been like for you? I'd love to just share, uh, have you share that with me and, and share how the adversity in your life has really helped you to grow. And, and, and I think that just the simplicity of the message of, of love and kindness 
can can help us as business leaders, as as moms, as dads, as husbands, as wives, and just help us to be able to make this world a better place. I, I really also hope that you will uh, reach out to uh, to Michael uh, on LinkedIn, connect with him, uh, but also go to smileprojectlouisville.com and um, really consider contributing, consider contributing to his cause of, of helping other people to really be the reason that they smile. And so I, I hope this has been inspiring for you today. I hope this has been a, an episode that really uplifts you and also to help you to really consider how your adversity has helped you grow in your in your own life. So Thanks so much for listening. I really do hope that you will tune in again. Make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. We've got some really other amazing guests coming up and I've got some solo episodes as well. And if you would, please go out and rate and review the the podcast. It will really help us to be able to reach more people. So thanks for listening. And until next time, remain in the growth space and be well. 